Hello and welcome to Heart Awake. I'm Janessa and it is wonderful to connect with you. In this episode of the podcast, we are exploring Pisces energy, the sign of Pisces in astrology. And we will also be connecting it to the moon card in the tarot. And I'm really excited to offer my own spin on these energies after spending years and years and years of using them in my own personal practice of self-inquiry and exploration and creation, as well as with my clients over the years. And I'm feeling particularly called to do this today because as I record this, the new moon in Pisces is happening tomorrow, actually, (laughs) on Wednesday, March 2nd at around 12.35 p.m. Eastern time zone in the United States. I actually have a video on my YouTube channel if you're interested in learning more about the new moon in Pisces. I break down the chart. I get into how to understand what's happening energetically between the moon and the sun and all the different planets and where they will be at the time of this lunar event. So we'll leave that in-depth astrological analysis for the YouTube video. But in this episode of the podcast, I'm feeling very playful. (laughs) And that's part of the Pisces energy, right? This, This watery energy in astrology that really invites us to reconnect to our imagination our creativity, as I've said, our playfulness, our ability to perhaps get back into touch with or in relationship with those parts of us that were very alive inside us as children. I mean, just think about when you were a little kiddo. (laughs) What were the activities and experiences, topics, themes, places that lit you up? that totally lit you up. I'm going to uh, reveal a bit of my nerdiness here. (laughs) One of my own reflections about this is how when I was a little girl, I loved going to the library, which I often pronounce incorrectly as library. (laughs) Side note, (laughs) my partner makes fun of me all the time for this. (laughs) I loved going to the library. That's like little Janessa coming out and coming through. She got so excited about being able to walk down all the aisles, right, between the bookshelves and pick out books. And it was always a big ordeal because I had a hard time as a little kid discerning what books to bring home because the library only lets you take home so many books, right? So it was this whole process <laughs> of gathering all the things that inspired me, that spoke to me. And maybe it was a title of a book. Maybe it was the images. Maybe it was the story. Maybe it was thought uh, what I thought I was going to experience by exploring that book, or it was just a feeling, right? So gathering all of that information, some of it logical, some of it totally intuitive. And then moving through this process of intuiting again, what do I bring with me? What do I lean into? What do I bring home with me to submerge myself in, to learn about? And that's also Pisces energy. What does it mean to be so consumed, submerged, wrapped up into our own creative process that we totally lose track of time? (laughs) 
<laughs> there's, there's almost no structure, right? There are no boundaries. This flow state experience. There's a lot of research out there these days talking about flow state, and, and there are a lot of books that get into what does it mean to connect into that other way of being and doing, I'll say, even though some people would argue, well, that's not doing, you're just, flow state is just being. And I'm like, well, usually I'm doing something in flow state. Like I'm drawing, I'm writing, I'm speaking, I'm moving, I'm having a conversation, whatever it is. I'm doing this podcast <laughs> in flow state. It is a present moment connection to our hearts, to our souls, to the parts of us that are experiencing the beauty of imagination and play and creation in our physical form. It's not that we escape or leave or abandon our bodies. That's a bit more of a, mm, we'll call it extreme out of balance Pisces energy. It's like I'm so up and far away <laughs> or I'm so submerged into something that I lose my sense of self. And I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe that's a little bit more of, because sometimes people connect Pisces with Neptune and Neptune is considered the modern Western astrological ruler of the sign of Pisces. I tend to gravitate towards the traditional structure, which says that Jupiter is actually the ruler of Pisces. And we could get into a whole conversation around that. It doesn't need to be a debate. Ultimately pick what works for you, <laughs> what makes the most sense for you. But I tend to think of Neptune as an entirely separate planet. It, it was not included in the original structure of astrology. And I use it in all my charts. I use it when I'm talking about something on YouTube. I use it when I'm looking at my own chart. I'm use I use it when I'm looking at a client's chart. But I don't necessarily attach it to Pisces. But I think that's that's something that's going on in a little bit more of like the mainstream astrology is we are taking qualities of Neptune, which when it is out of balance, is a bit more of that escapism, um, transcendent experience, losing connection with the self, meaning the individualized self. Um, and we're projecting that onto Pisces. Not that, there, not that there aren't elements of that with Pisces. It's just for me, Pisces energy, it's not an escape. It is an exploration. It is an expansion. Those are more the qualities of Jupiter. The image I get when I think of Pisces, and I, I often use this analogy when I teach about these energies, if you've ever been at the ocean, in particular, not just on the coast, or on the shoreline, but if you've ever had the opportunity to be out on a boat or a ship or, or something, <laughs> hopefully not like stranded on, you know, a pallet of wood, <laughs> we're not going full like Hollywood here, <laughs> but like on a boat or, you know, ship, something where you're actually out in the ocean and you're surrounded, maybe you still see the shore, but when, when you look out, it's that energy of expansion that catches our imagination when we look and we see the horizon and we see where the sky and the ocean meet and it's almost like they they dance together. 
right? They dance up and down. And to me, that is such a beautiful reflection of Pisces energy, this glistening water in the sunlight, moving, shaping, evolving, playing with us. It's very malleable. It's, um, as a result, sometimes a little unpredictable. (laughs) We don't quite know what to expect when water moves in its fluid way, in its fluid fashion. And Pisces energy, this, this realm that it can open us up to with the magical and the mystical is another point I want to talk about because magic is something that can be quite extraordinary. Magic and what is mystical can also be very mundane, very uh, built into just the way we go about our lives and, and our experiences. It is how present can we be to these connections between our hearts and the natural world around us, the people around us, the experiences and the energies that are constantly shifting, moving around us. And when we become present to that and we maintain this sense of curiosity rather than fear or contraction, we open. We open and we're able to connect the dots about, wow, like I just had that impulse (laughs) to go get a coffee at that coffee shop and that turned into this conversation with this random stranger, which then brought up this whole idea that I had that I just did research on. And oh my goodness, now I have this whole idea (laughs) of where I could take my business next or where I might be able to meet with a new community. This is just one example, but it's that very organic um, natural sense of the magical and the mystical. Because I do believe that we sometimes put magic up on a pedestal. We, we tout these like mystery schools and I I don't want to take away from, from that, that legacy or, or those ideas of, of the mystery school being this, separate enclave of people and folks, you know, the teachers, the guides, the seers, and and how people would go on pilgrimage and, and they would need to almost earn a place in the mystery school. And it was this very like, um, not having been in a mystery school, I, I may be totally off my representation here, but at least this is my understanding of it, right? That there is a level of, what am I trying to say? That there's this element of secrecy almost, What if your life, every day, every moment was its own mystery school? (laughs) Meaning every moment, every day, you had the opportunity and the presence and the curiosity and the imagination available to you, which you do if you choose to use those qualities to create magic, to live your life in an intuitive way way. And that doesn't mean we <laughs> we have access. How do I say this? I think we have access to that in every moment, but that does not mean that's what we experience in every moment. <laughs> 
because legit, like human life is rough sometimes. Like the ocean water is deep and it is unpredictable. And if we use that image of, of being on a boat out in the ocean, like those waves can rock us. Those waves can overwhelm us. They can push us back and forth, energetically, even physically. And what I find is so interesting about Pisces energy and this practice of really connecting in and tapping into this energy as an archetype, as something that we can use in our lives, we can embody more and more and more, is that it's not necessarily a practice of trying to calm the seas or calm the ocean. It's how do we maintain our own sense of inner equilibrium, which is not a static state. It's a dynamic, constantly changing thing that we dance with, that we're able to, when we get knocked off our center, off our rhythm, we come back. It's in the return. The magic is in the return. Pisces is, <laughs> you know, the final sign of the zodiac. It, it's the last thing we experience before death and Aries comes up out of, you know, the flames <laughs> of creation. And so how can we have a sense of reverence and a sense of faith and also a little bit of that surrender and not surrender that cuts us off from action. No, we still take action. I really dislike that definition, that over-spiritualized definition of surrender is like, I just, I just lay there and I just take it, right? Like <laughs> life just happens to me <laughs> and I don't do anything. That just doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't feel like embodied, holistic human experience. <laughs> that, that feels like, um, very passive. And it's not that, it's not that we can't just let life flow. I mean, of course we, we, we let life flow. That's part of being in flow, but we're also taking action. We're moving with those currents. We are using what we have available to us to dance with those changing currents, that water of life. I also mentioned how Pisces is connected to the moon card in the tarot. Oh, the moon card. <laughs> I giggle because this energy is, is one that puts a different spin on Pisces in the sense that often they, there are depictions of the moon card where we see the moon glistening amidst the darkness. And maybe we see the outline of the trees or maybe we get a sense for, you know, the creatures, the nocturnal creatures that move, that slink through the forest and the trees in the middle of the night. That is a reflection of our internal world. That's an external representation and reflection of what does it mean to tap into that very lunar quality inside us, the nocturnal, the primal, the instinctual parts of us. And this can be challenging in our day and age, a day and age that does not necessarily value the lunar, the intuitive, the playfulness that can come with 
<laughs> embracing the parts of us that go bump in the night, <laughs> just like other creatures do, right? Like it's it's almost um, – yeah, the word that I just keep coming back to is that slinking quality, that fluidity. We live in a day and age where we value linearity. We, we value structure. We value outcome. We value process. We value uh, results. <laughs> in Pisces, energy and the moon card in the tarot – they are not results-oriented energies. <laughs> if anything, the, the outcome we're seeking is the journey itself. The output we're, we're, we're moving towards is actually a recognition that it is every moment of the journey that enriches us, <clears throat> that teaches us, that helps us transform and transform in a way that actually brings us back into deeper and deeper relationship with the primal part of us. That is also quite magical. It's also a bit rebellious in various cultures, definitely the one that I live in, that our magic is seen as sort of child's play or it's seen as... <laughs> as instability, you know, an inability to ground. It's seen as being unrealistic. And I would like to challenge that. I would like to introduce that more embodied, grounded interpretation of magic and of Pisces. I mean, we, we wouldn't have a sense of the wonder of the ocean and the open seas if we didn't have something to contrast it with, if we didn't have the shoreline, the land, the sky, if we didn't feel in some ways what it means to be more confined or constrained, we wouldn't know how liberating it can feel to come into an experience that is a lot more expansive. We need both the inhale and the exhale <laughs> to breathe. Yeah. So there's so much here to play with. And, and what I would encourage you to do if you're interested in exploring Pisces energy for yourself and if you have your birth chart, you can look at your birth chart and see which house Pisces is associated with because that's the area of life that it's going to have more of an impact. And you can also see where Jupiter is located in your chart since Jupiter rules Pisces according to traditional astrology. Is that in another sign? And if so, what house is that sign in? And we start to build this language of what this says about your particular soul blueprint, your map. Look at the planets that are in Pisces. How are they influencing this conversation and how these energies manifest for you? And to be clear with astrology, I've talked about this extensively on the podcast as well as on YouTube. If, if you're interested in diving into a deeper conversation, I can't remember what episode number it is, but there's a, an episode um, called Astrology for Awakening My Story. And in it, I unpack my very up and down relationship with astrology. <laughs> um, so just to be clear, the way that I practice astrology, it's, it's not predictive. And what it is, 
it's really an opportunity to, as I said, lay out that soul blueprint and learn about what makes us unique expressions in the world. What gifts, what what um, energies flow more easily for us? Where might we have some more conflict or tension or challenge? Which, by the way, is one of the most profound birthplaces of our expression and our growth and our wisdom. <laughs> we don't want to shy away from discomfort and challenge. At least I don't think so. <laughs> I think actually looking at the places in our chart where there's a suggestion of challenge is a amazing nugget of wisdom to take and say, wow, here's a place of my life where if I can lean into this, I can learn about this and about myself in a way that prepares me to then take that message or that experience or whatever it is up and out into the world to help others and benefit others as well. So it's really looking at the energy of who we are holistically. So yeah, look, look at your charts. See, see what really sparks for you around Pisces. Notice if there were any images or words that I used in this podcast that seemed to nudge you or poke you or <laughs> intrigue you. And play with that energy. Play with that archetype. Look for ways to bring more water into your life. Maybe that's through color. Maybe that's through texture. Maybe that's through going out and connecting with an actual body of water. I mean, as I record this episode, I'm looking out right now at the river outside my home office and just watching how the water moves, how the river changes. Being able to play with these energies with nature, outside, in our bodies, is one of the most powerful ways we can really understand for ourselves, what is this reflecting back to me about who I am? So I hope this was helpful. I hope this offered something to you. And if it did, I really would appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the podcast, share this with a friend, leave a five-star rating or positive review, whatever you feel called to do. If you are interested, as I mentioned, on checking out the video about the new moon in Pisces, you can find that on my YouTube channel. Um, there are links in the description for this podcast episode to my website and to lots of different goodies, including my Patreon as well. There are so many ways <laughs> we can continue to connect if that's something that you feel called to do. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And until we connect again, take care. <laughs>